Welcome to yet another episode of Beyond the Present Podcast. My name is Daniel Morgan. I'm here joined live by Pujix from Toronto. Hey, the man, how's it going? Everything's awesome, man. How are you? I am doing terrific. And we have Emmy back for yet another episode. Emmy, how's it going? Hey, doing great. Happy to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure. And guess what? We have Emmy here today because, as you might not have guessed, probably, Emmy is a vegetarian. So, Emmy, uh, today's topic is about vegetarianism as well as other types of diet, whether perhaps it is uh, special or not. So, you, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you are a vegetarian. Am I right? Yes. So, would you explain for how long you've been a vegetarian and why you decided to become a vegetarian in the first place? Um, so, uh, being a vegetarian, just, I guess, in the most general thing is just to not, like, not eat meat or anything, like, like any kind of animal meat. So, that could include, like, chickens, um, cow, cattle, pork. I mean, there's very different many forms. Like, uh, you could say pescatarian, they eat uh, no meat except fish. Uh, there's vegans, which eat no product that comes from an animal at all. Wow. And then there's like even more, I guess, extreme forms, like a raw vegan doesn't have any cooked vegetables, but they're wow. very different like reasonings. And I guess <laughs> why, like people, like reasons why people would do something like this. Oh my goodness. Um, and even within, you know, being a vegetarian, there's very different, I guess, reasons why people would choose to do it. Um, I guess for my own personal reasons, um, because I'm in school as a, student veterinarian so you know i'm here for the the wellness of animals so i guess part of that logic for me i was like well if i'm here you know to help protect animals and look for their well-being so yeah being um, a vegetarian i guess for my own personal reasons to do it i would say um one i'm going into the profession of being a veterinarian where you know the welfare is for animals so for my personal like thoughts i think if i'm there to protect animals i probably shouldn't consume them um, and then on top of that, I guess some of my other reasons would have to deal with environmentalism. So trying to lower my carbon footprint and being a vegetarian, you can lower your carbon footprint by not consuming meat. So those are, I guess, some of the reasons why I chose to be a vegetarian. Interesting. I want to come back in a moment to you, Amy. First, let's go back to Pujix. So first of all, Pujix, as far as I'm concerned, you're also a vegetarian. However, you happen to have chicken twice per day, right? <laughs> well, I would uh, consider myself a vegetarian, but my meat consumption is uh, very minimal uh, amongst, I mean, omnivores, I would say. Yeah, probably. Interesting. And by minimal, exactly what is what are you referring to? Like how minimal so, is it? So I've, you're right. Very rarely I do consume uh, uh, cow meat or red meat in general. Uh, often the only type of meat that I consume is chicken because I don't like fish, for example. Uh, th- this has you – no. Know, this doesn't have uh, any uh, reasoning behind it. Most is because uh, chicken, amongst meats, chicken is best uh, compatible with my digestive system. I feel like uh, it feels better when I consume when I'm consuming meat. I feel best when I'm consuming chicken. Interesting. So let's now talk about uh, vegetarianism, basically, and how it affects your life. So, uh, Emmy, you've been a vegetarian for over seven years now, and would you Dan, we can't t- hear you. Hold on a second. You guys are there. Sorry, Dan, you got cut off. Can you repeat that? Yeah. Can so, you repeat your question? That's right, for sure. Uh, what I want to ask you guys right now is about uh, the impact of vegetarianism on your body, your health, and how it functions, basically. So let me go back to uh, Emmy here. So, Emmy, uh, how do you describe the impact of vegetarianism on your body first? We'll talk about the reasons why you basically chose this uh, path of life and whether or not it's actually moral. But first, let's talk about how it actually affects your body. So how do you think your body has been affected by vegetarianism? 
Uh, for sure. So I guess, and then also too, like when becoming a vegetarian, like you do have to kind of take into account, like what the things that you're maybe lacking nutritionally by cutting out meat, like strictly. So I think some of the usual concerns, uh, deals with like anemia or uh, like blood iron levels, as well as like B12, because those are things that you're more easily going to obtain from meat. So I definitely, um, there definitely was a bit of an adjustment. So like my, you know, I've been, I donate blood regularly. So one of the things that you usually check is my blood iron levels. Um, but since being vegetarian, like my blood iron level, like my hemoglobin has dropped like barely two points. And that's because like through, through veg, like through other vegetables, you can find ways to supplement that. And the same thing with B12. Now compared to vegans, um, they might have a harder time with B12 which is a very important um, vitamin to have, but I can still obtain that through eggs. So we're the drawing the line, I guess, between what an animal is and what's an animal product. I would say egg and like chicken eggs fall more into the animal product. So that's still something that I can consume to, to get my nutrients, but otherwise um, eating like eating heavy meats, like red meat, for example, can actually cause like more stress on the body. Anything that's extremely high in protein does put more stresses on the body as it is harder to break down which can lead to things like inflammation. So they do find that eating less meat in your diet leads to lower levels of inflammation. And studies have also shown that meats like pork and, and um, red meat can lead, can be considered a carcinogenic. So that is something that is good by cutting, cutting out or cutting back on in your diet. Interesting. So you actually feel healthier now after seven years of being a vegetarian. Uh, but in terms of like you mentioned about, you know, uh, protein and stuff, because let's be honest, let's say you are into fitness, for example. I don't know if you do fitness, by the way. I, I do I do a fair amount of fitness or I've like at least looked into it. So I know how big protein is in regards to that. <laughs> That's right. So let's just say you are doing fitness and you like, we want to like build muscles and stuff right now, like that. So in that condition, don't you think that being a vegetarian might put you at a disadvantage here and it's become it becomes almost impossible to build any substantial amount of muscles, for example? So I think that is a big, um, actually like misconception towards vegetarians and vegans that they aren't able to access like protein. So they aren't able to build muscle, but, um, there are surprisingly a lot of plant-based proteins that are able to give just as much or even more protein in terms of meat. And, you know, because of the forms of it, like it can be easier to digest. So compared to red meat, which is really bigger, bigger stress in the digestive system. And then when you look at things like, um, there's milk proteins, um, tofu is always a good one. Beans and lentils are always a great source, like a substantial source of protein, even nuts can definitely help out with that source. So, and I've even seen like bodybuilding vegans. So it's definitely not, not an wow. impossible feat. You, for, you saw a, a bodybuilder who was a vegan. Oh my God. I, I yes. just, it's, it's just so hard to believe that. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> And one question, you mentioned bodybuilding, by the way. So uh, think of, for example, uh, the supplements that are quite uh, commonly used by bodybuilders, whey proteins, for example, aminos and what other uh, stuff that they uh, use, basically. Does that basically, uh, from your perspective, does that mean that, uh, let's say you're a vegetarian, can you actually consume those material or that also is considered somehow not vegetarian? So whey, whey protein would be something um, uh, as a vegetarian can consume because it's um, isolated from milk. So that one, but as for a vegan, which they don't consume animal products, like anything like whey or milk, milk originated would not be something they can have. But yeah, there's a lot of um, even I guess like more on the synthetic side and or like extracted from plants. Like there is a lot more sources that don't need to come from animals. And then when you think about it, it is much a, like easier way to extract because when you're getting protein from animals, it's 
it's the animals had to eat something in order to build that protein. So really, we're just kind of cutting out the middleman by getting it directly from plants. Wow. Interesting. So let's go back to Pujas here. Uh, how do you think uh, vegetarianism, for example, or other forms, uh, other extreme forms, just like uh, being a vegan or something, can affect your health as well as your physical functions? Right. I mean, uh, what I personally consider, I mean, again, I don't consider myself a vegetarian, so I don't want to be in confusion there, for, especially for the people who know me that hear this and be like, like, dude, you're a vegetarian. Like, you're having chicken three times a day. God damn it. All right. So, so just, just to clear that, but, um, I, you know what, in general, I'm all for whatever, whatever you do, I'm all for moderacy. So, uh, as, as, as I mentioned, for example, sometimes, uh, yeah, some sources are much easier to, uh, gain. Uh, by the way, I was vegetarian, so I have, like, I have some knowledge in the area a long time ago for like a year or so. Uh, anyways, uh, Hold so, on skin. Um, you're saying that you yeah, were a vegetarian like, for over a year? Yeah. Oh, and I didn't know about this. Oh my goodness! How could you seriously? Like, how did you do that, man? Behind my back or something? This was a long time ago, by the way. This was like uh, actually I don't know, like five, six years ago ish. I don't know. Oh my goodness! Wow. It was a it was a hype around me, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna give it a try, see what it is. Wow. So for one full year, you were a vegetarian. For one full year. Uh, yeah, thereabouts. I don't, you know, like maybe 13 or 14 months. I, I don't wow. remember exactly, but oh my yeah, goodness. around one year. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the, the, yeah, the problem was I really liked my chicken, so I couldn't. <laughs> That's right, man. Anyway, just, uh, just not getting off, off topic for what you asked me. So my point is, yeah, there are some things that you might be lacking if you do not supplement, but there are always ways, at least with vegetarianism. I don't know about vegans. Uh, I don't have much information about that. But then for, for vegetarians, people who don't consume uh, meat itself, I think there's like plenty of ways to supplement things that you would get from meat easier on a day-to-day basis that you might not consume uh, a lot of nuts for example you're on your day-to-day but then you can if you're not eating meat then you can add those to your to your diet i mean i'm just saying nuts just as an example lots of other things too but uh, yeah I, I, I guess you gotta do some consideration some some changes as not just stop eating meat so i think it's uh, it's very uh, very smart to uh, consult with somebody or read up on it or something. Yeah. Interesting. So now you guys are talking about vegetarianism, but I think that's still a lot more, uh, you know, acceptable than let's say being a vegan, right? So, Cause I think that is just from my perspective seems a little bit odd. So Emmy, what do you think about, uh, the other extreme forms of approach towards diet? Uh, what do you think like a vegan, for example, like they never consume anything or I even heard one of my friends, I think was a vegan and he said, I don't even wear the products that contain, let's say animal skin or whatever it is. Is. So what do you think oh, about yeah. these uh, like vegans? I mean, uh, are they just um, like, is it like a cult or something where these guys have their, their own religion? I mean, like, what's the purpose of being a vegan, for example? Um, I, was gonna, I mean, I mean, I guess like, I mean, you could say like with anything like the, the hardcore like meat eaters, like you could say that's a kind of like, you know, oh, I won't give up my steak. Like that's just, just as much <laughs> as right. the vegan. But um, I feel with, with, when you get into veganism and when, you know, it's kind of, I would say it's almost like a spectrum. Like there isn't a clear cut definition of what a vegan is. So yeah, you can start off with like not having any animal byproducts in your diet, but then you expand that to, yeah, not wearing leather or any kind of like animal like materials. And then you can even expand that further to, I won't wear clothing that isn't fair trade because of the workers who are put through that stress of picking wow. cotton and 
it, like it, you know what I mean? It, it's kind of like there's almost a, an endless kind of definition of what could what can be considered being a beacon. I feel like it comes more from like a moral standpoint as much of like a you know it kind of gets past the nutritional and diet aspects and leads more into the moral standpoint of is it right to consume this or to buy this or is it right to have this in my diet? Like having that knowledge of like what you know how it got to on your plate so i think that's kind of where it comes from and maybe just like having a little bit more empathy towards the animals or like the workers who like had to go through with like getting these animals so that's i guess that was where i've I kind of see how veganism is and where it's kind of come from interesting so you mentioned uh, the moral aspect of the issue and let me just uh, ask both of you guys a question uh, i mean from your perspective as a vegetarian who basically has stick to this diet for over seven years now is there anything wrong or immoral about, for example, having meat, red meat, let's say chicken? Do you think there's something wrong with it? I mean, if you look at it like biologically, like, no, like a human, like, you know, we've evolved like from being omnivores, like consuming meat. And, you know, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that idea. I think more the the issues of it comes from like how in society we obtain our meat. So if you you look into like our it's basically um mass production like factory farms where thousands of animals are confined to very small spaces, don't have like a very like you know, don't have the best quality of life when you think of like how these animals were raised and how they had their social constructs. There's a lot of stuff that we've had to change for them in order for us to have the supply of meat. So nothing is wrong for humans to eat meat per se. I just think that the demand and the amount that we as like a society, like we as like a species are demanding is kind of unethical. Interesting. So that's where I kind of draw. So the new approach, the modern approach towards uh, producing uh, the meat on a mass uh, scale, that's what's, what, what is bothering you. So Pujix, what do you think about the, the moral aspect of the issue? I mean, do you think there's anything wrong with uh, eating meat as a, as a modern citizen of this, let's say, I don't know, your guys are in Canada, for example, let's say in the Middle East or whatever. So do you think there's something inherently wrong with eating meat in this world? Yeah, I would. I would on this on this uh, um, notion. I would agree with uh, with him. There's nothing inherently wrong about that uh, per se. When you very specifically handpick the situation, and and I I do consider the mass production of meat, for example, um, because uh, well, that that clearly is an issue. I mean, from from very different stand standpoints, one of them would be moral, but at the same time. It's not really healthy for the consumer of the meat either. I mean, there were some studies done. I don't know uh, how valid necessarily they are, but then the impact that uh, the stress of the environment has on the animals uh, has a form on their meat that you consume effectively. Uh, the hormones that they produce effectively and might know better on this matter. But then that could be also an issue on its own, a health issue rather, even even be, even if it's not a moral issue for you, it could be yeah, become a health issue for you. And let's face it, like in terms of moral, I mean, if you're if you're going to like if you're eating that animal, why not actually give it uh, the time that it's living? A time that is uh, proper to a be to a being and a live being, and it's not in a very uh, on. I mean, I, I want to say unhuman, but it's not about it's it's about, about like a living thing experiences things that while well, you're putting it in that very bad environment, it's not a good experience for that being, right? And um, it, it 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 comes to the debate of how much they understand. I mean, they understand something, anyways. So I think that that personally bothers me a little bit. Yeah. 
for sure. Interesting. So uh, let me just uh, ask a question for both of you right now. Of course, it's an argument. So you're saying it's it's wrong, it's unethical to, let's say, kill an animal and then to eat it or something. So how about all these animals are being killed by, let's say, predatory animals like lions and tigers and whatever? So, I mean, oh, yeah. why, why, why not yeah. us? Why, why we let these uh, delicious, let's say, uh, animals be eaten by these predators and why humans can't have them? That's why I said inherently there's no problem with that. And I don't have a problem if you want to, for example, every once in a while go go for hunting or whatever. And then that's, again, that's my personal moral standpoint, by the way. I mean, that's what I think. But when you actually go and create these factory farms that treat animals in a certain way from the birth to the time that you kill them, that's where I draw the line sort of. Because, well, you go for hunting, at least the animal is free and doing its thing until you hunt it. Okay. Which is sort of natural in, 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 in nature. And I, I understand that. That's, I mean, again, a lot of people take issues with that too. But then that's my point is that's where I personally draw the line. So interesting. Good point. I cannot answer your question well, because I agree. Let me ask, let me just find out what Emmy thinks. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of to add on what he's saying. So, you know, not. I think the difference, like, when we look at a predator in the wild and us, like, does, for example, in your scenario, the lion, does the lion have enough, like, conscious awareness of what it's doing? Like, does it understand that it's taken a life and what that actually means for the animal that it's killing? Like, can it have this kind of rationale when, you know, going on a hunt? Whereas we, we kind of have a, a, like, you know, you can argue what levels or not, but at least we as a species are aware of like our conscious choices and our conscious decisions to do that. I think that's kind of where we get into this, where it actually becomes more of like a moral slash ethical issue. Whereas for like other animals, it might not have the same kind of weight or guilt in that, in that. And then too, when you think about what we're doing now with eating meat, it's not the same as hunting as it was like back then when we had to like go and scour for our food. When we have it set up in this kind of system, it's leading to a lot of other issues as well, not just moral in the sense, but there's a lot more impacts that we have to Interesting. Good point. So, uh, so far, uh, I heard basically what Emmy said about this matter and uh, how this could actually lead to some other moral issues because we as humans, uh, we know what we're doing with these animals, uh, especially when we, I don't know, keep, keep them in these, these small cages and whatnot for hours, then we kill them and stuff. So it, it's a, it's a difficult issue, of course, for everybody. Uh, but now let's uh, talk a little bit about how we can actually uh, deal with vegetarianism in our day to day lives because up, up until now, we talked about the moral aspect of it, of course, as well as the health aspect. Quite frankly, based on what Emmy said, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, being a vegetarian because you can always get that protein and other vitamins with the help of countless supplements in the market, most of which can actually be consumed by vegetarians. By vegetarians. Uh, although personally, while I appreciate vegetarianism, I don't really understand vegans very much. I just think of them as a bunch of cultists like the, uh, the Ku Klux Klan, if you know, guys, we have those in the U.S. as well. <laughs> these guys are crazy. They, they wear these uh, weird stuff on their head. Woo, woo, woo. I mean, it's, it's pretty oh, weird, basically. <laughs> so overall, I just think of that to be like total cultist BS. But still, let's just focus now on how we can actually make vegetarianism a part of our life. So right now, I mean, you're a vegetarian. Let's talk about how you actually incorporate and embed vegetarianism to your life. Let's say you want to go out with your friends, with your partner or something, and you want to order something. Like, is your partner, by the way, is, is he also vegetarian? Yeah, so he's actually just recently transitioned to a full vegetarianism. I'm guessing that's not <laughs> so because he liked it, because he had no other friggin' choice, I guess, right? 
<laughs> well, I, actually, you know, you'd be surprised. I'm pretty, I'm pretty lenient, like with other people. Like, you know, I guess I think with some people, especially, I think vegans are always the prime example that vegans are kind of like shove it down your throat, like you got to do this and like can't do anything else. Where for 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 us and like I guess over the course of our relationship, I just kind of like you know explained my reasoning for it, let him kind of do his own research into it and he kind of kind of came to a similar conclusion as me so yeah i was not twisting his arm like <laughs> that's right very <laughs> well interesting um, so so right now you guys are both basically of course vegetarian but let's just talk about how we can make it part of your life because let's be honest uh, vegetarians yeah. are all are inevitably the minority of the population so not everybody is a vegetarian this means you will have probably difficulty mm -hmm. finding restaurants or ordering you know the kind of food that you want so how difficult is it to be a vegetarian uh, these days I, I would say like you know when I first started out it was definitely much harder and I think it was because like before coming to my university I wasn't a vegetarian I think I had tried you know a few times but just like given like yeah the opportunities like it was really hard for me to like shop vegetarian or like go to places but actually like I'm seeing it more and more now it seems to be picking up like even I'm sure like recent controversy like controversies sounds so silly but A&W introduced a veggie burger wow you know which was kind of like I guess which a was veggie kind of a big deal burger for, like, what, main, what, what, like, what kind of burger is that what, what is a veggie burger by the way I'm curious um I believe Oh, I would say it's just any kind of, like, there's actually, like, several different varieties that I'm aware of. So some of them can be, like, tofu-based in kind of, like, a patty form. Some are, like, beans. Some are mushroom. Wow. And really, it's, like, as long as you season it, um, there's even a form of, um, it's called seitan, which is basically pure gluten. But that's also, like, a form of, like, meat substitute. So... I, I like the way you pronounce Satan. I'm guessing it's the food of the Satan, obviously. I mean, th that's going to be so tough to eat, man. I'm telling you. Imagine like you get the burger and you expect the meat and then boom, there's nothing. Oh, darn, darn shoot Satan. Goddamn devil. I, I got my meat. So it's pretty difficult, I know. But overall, despite all of these things, you're, are you saying like, let's say when, it, when you're doing your grocery, for example, like, uh, is there like any sector for like vegetarians, like in, in every uh, grocery store that you find or you, you got to have like your own favorite spots to go shopping? Yeah, I would say that there's like now like much more like of a like the sections actually probably expanded with the the amount of like vegetarian slash vegan options and you know not just like not just like a brick of tofu like you know eat this it's like you know they have things like oh like almost like vegan cold cuts like it's it's crazy and you know that this thing I'm like I you know I haven't eaten meat in seven years but I was kind of confused that I was like is this actually turkey like did we read the label right you know like they're getting pretty creative with <laughs> wow that's amazing um, I like it that's and, pretty cool and I, I think you might like this tidbit too but like with researchers there's a lot of things of trying to produce lab-grown meat so it's basically still the same the exact same proteins that you would obtain from an animal just without the actual animal it's just like purely it's right. like grown in a dish you know, they're, they're hoping to introduce something like that in the future, or at least there's talks about it. Wow. Interesting. Pujix, what do you think about this matter uh, in terms of the ease of uh, basically becoming a vegetarian? You yourself, you're a dude, of course. Uh, do you think it's easier for guys to be vegetarians or do you think it's actually easier for girls or there's no difference here? Like the gender makes no difference at all. I mean, it shouldn't make a difference for sure. But I think, um, I mean, it might be my bias, I don't know, but I think it's actually at least more commonly seen by me within a female population. That's I'm not right. It's easier. I'm saying it's, uh, I notice more females being, uh, vegetarian rather than uh, males. Uh, why? 
I don't know. Maybe it's easier. Maybe it's not. I mean, the total number of vegetarians that I know that are men are between zero and null. They are none. Like literally, I don't know a single dude (laughs) who is actually vegetarian. I know one uh, vegan guy who totally looks cultist, dude. Like that guy's a creep. But generally speaking, like (laughs) every vegetarian I know is a woman. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I I know, like, I know, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I'm like, I can totally see this linking into kind of like gender norms, where it's like, I, it's weird that almost meat is seen as a a masculine, like, food item. I think so, kind of like that, yeah. Like, portrayed in commercials and like, you know, hungry man, like, gotta have (laughs) a steak and eggs. Like, it just seems like a much more, (laughs) gotta go shoot down my meal. I'm gonna grab that thing and go, go right there. Yeehaw. That's right. I kind of get that style. Yeah, it no, it comes guess, from a lot of guys. Sense. Right. I guess in that sense, because if you will, I mean, I'm using this word very hesitantly, but because maybe it's a little bit friend upon within males, maybe it's a little bit more difficult to be a male vegetarian because everybody would like be, oh, where's your masculinity? Whatever. Maybe, maybe. That's right. I, I can see <laughs> that. Interesting. Also, too, I think there's like a, a fear with um, soy, so like tofu or other soy-based products, because um, within them they contain like right. phytoestrogens. Exactly. Kind of, it's basically it's a hormone similar to to estrogen. So they're like, oh, I'm gonna grow like boobs if I eat this. And I, I <laughs> let me let me just tell you something, Amy. I, I got to tell you because I had a friend of mine who was a bodybuilder, and he actually consumed a tremendous amount of soy and soy products. Like literally he cooked it, he fried it, all this kind of stuff. And I'm not kidding, but this guy began to look a little bit feminine on the down there. And of course, uh, even on, you know, in his chest area. So it was like a little bit kind of like I got uh, scared a little bit because uh, he mentioned there's a tremendous amount of protein in these stuff, but he kind of looked a little bit funny. I'm telling you. So maybe these things do have an impact, but overall we have to consider those. And, and you know, like there is like the phyto, the phytoestrogen. The phytoestrogens are something to take into account. And again, like with with any kind of stuff like nutrition or like you have to take it into moderation. So just as much as like I, I wouldn't overdo like the phytoestrogens in my so you got to switch up the proteins, right? So you can't just rely fully on tofu. And then just the same as like you wouldn't fully rely on red meat. You kind of kind of switch it up. So Interesting. As That's long as you get one. like a healthy balance. That's right. Very well. So, I mean, so far we talked about this whole vegetarian. So I want to ask you two very tough questions. Both cases, I'm going to see your reaction here. Case number one, imagine right now it's been about seven years that you are meat free. Let's call it that. So for seven years. And let's say that next time you have a lunch or dinner or something, someone accidentally puts some meat in it and you don't notice. And then they tell you, dude, or ladies, sorry about that, but I'm sorry. I just put some meat in it. Right. How would you feel if you realized the meal that you just had? was actually non-vegetarian, had a lot of meat in it, and didn't even notice it. So, okay. Um, I mean, if it was, like, purely accidental and not, like, some people who was like, ah, she's vegetarian, you know, screw her. I'm going to sneak that in here. <laughs> like, that, if not, it's, I would be, like, I would be definitely upset. I'd be like, that's kind of a dick move. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> that's right. But if it was right. purely I accidental, <laughs> if it was purely accidental, you know, I don't, I, that's actually, it's definitely happened once before. I was thought I was like eating a slice of pizza and I thought it was just cheese, but someone had snuck a pepperoni underneath. I'm like, what the heck? Who puts pepperoni under the cheese? I was like, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Interesting. You know, I would either like, you know, from depending on how much I consumed, I would definitely feel like, ah, like I don't think I would, you know, go into the nearest bathroom and chuck it up. Although like intentionally, I, I would feel bad, definitely. But, you know, I don't feel like it. You know, I feel like my behavior, like my, my thoughts are like 
much more have much more weight than the actual action of eating the food at, you know, at the end of the day, like I still have those things. And if it was like not intentional, but my body might say otherwise. So part of the thing about being vegetarian, like when you're eating meats, uh, um, you know, you need certain enzymes in your body to break down those specific meat proteins. So if I haven't eaten it for so long, your body says, ah, well, why am I bothered making these enzymes? You know, I stopped making them. So if I then suddenly reintroduce that meat, my body wouldn't know what to do with it. So that would definitely lead to some like indigestion problems later on. <laughs> Interesting. Very well. Second question. You've been hungry for a long time. You're in a foreign country. You don't know where the vegetarian section is. You don't even speak the language. And all of a sudden, the only option that is available to you right now, you, you haven't eaten in like a day or something, right? You're super, you're starving. Right. And then the only option available is uh, something with meat. What would you do in that case? Um, I mean, in that case, I mean, it's the same thing. Like you drop me off in the woods. Like, you know, if I, if it's between like do or die, I'll, I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's, it's a tough call. And I, I think too, part of it, like depending on where I am and, you know, I think like if I was in a foreign country and let's say somewhere very different and like, I I would think then that part of like the, the way that meat was acquired, I would think is very different from our Western civilization. You know what I mean? I would feel like it's more localized community, like local farms. So that would be something I could probably morally get behind instead of like walking into a McDonald's. Fantastic. That's good. So, so far you have no problem trying it sometimes. And you said, you said like uh, in the past seven years, you haven't tried, like you have not tried anything with meat in the past seven years, not even once, right? So actually, now that you say that, I so I guess this actually ties into situation number two. I did have. I knew I it. Like a I knew it. Every vegetarian. I, I <laughs> fucking knew it, man. I'm telling you, I knew it. Even the vegan guy. Do you remember that vegan guy I told you about? The cultist. He actually once tried a lot of chicken with me. It was amazing. That's right. <laughs> I had no. It was literally just like oh, I had. I shared like an appetizer. Which had some salmon in it because the fisherman was like right across the street. He caught it like right off the shores and like, you know, it was a very local, like small community, like less than a few, like a few hundred people. So, uh, you know, I was like, you know what? I can, I can support this. And I had it and I was like, okay, it was neat. Like I didn't miss it. I didn't like, it wasn't like, oh, why did I? Why did I like? I regret this decision. It was kind of like, okay, I got it. I can, wow, I can move on. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. So you had that feeling of guilt, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I just had meat and I just ruined all of it. So it's kind of like that. Let's be honest, like going on a diet basically. And uh, not long ago, I talked to one of my friends actually, and he said the same thing. He was trying this weird all vegetable thing thing, and it was like very difficult for him for like almost uh, 40 days. He tried it, and he's like, dude, I was hungry all the time, and that's one of the challenges of course you can actually go through so let's move on back to Pujix here about yourself so you have tried it also for almost a year and let's say that during that period that you right. tried uh, vegetarianism did you actually have any like let's call it a I don't know like vegetarian relapse or something where you actually start oh, eating right. something so for the duration that I was actually deciding to try this out honestly not that I know of again if it wasn't the food and I didn't notice I don't know so to the, to the extent of my knowledge, no, and I didn't intentionally go for it for that period of time. 
Uh, and, and there is a, first of all, I want to really appreciate what uh, M has said here. First of all, she was being completely honest. And secondly, I really like her attitude. And the reason that I like her vegetarian philosophy is because it's literally a philosophy. And it's not just, I just want, because everybody else is doing it, I'm just going to be vegetarian and it's nice. Uh, it's fancy or whatever. So, and uh, with that philosophy, it fits if she uh, goes to that tiny uh, village or whatever and then decides okay i'm gonna try it out and that's fine it's not like i'm I'm committing a sin and i'm not i'm gonna lose heaven or i'm gonna go to hell or something so i, I really appreciate that first of all and secondly the reason that i didn't have that relapse first of all it's relatively short like one year is really manageable um secondly because i was really trying to um, trying it out basically i was trying to get a sense of what I'm doing, uh, you know, in my life and uh, trying these different diets. Uh, this was one of them. So, so yeah, I, no, I didn't have any relapse in that sense. Fantastic. That's great. So uh, since we're running out of time here, let me just ask you guys one final question because, you know, we are a futurist podcast, right? And let us talk about the future of vegetarianism yep. as well as other forms of cultist behavior like being a vegan. Again, that's what I personally think about this matter, quite frankly. So Ku Klux Klan, that's pretty amazing. But what do you think about the future? I think like, have a very strong feeling about it. I mean, dude, I mean, because I, 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 this guy was weird. This guy was really weird, man. This guy was weird. I don't know what, what to say about this guy. But anyways. Maybe he was a- he was a cult person. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. So let's now talk. I mean, that's right. Because let's be honest, guys. Our diets are changing. For example, let's be honest, like uh, uh, nearly a century ago, like things like smoking in public were like quite common and now it's all a taboo. So let's talk about the future direction. Like, do you think like vegetarianism could become the diet of the future where like everybody uh, somehow becomes a vegetarian and like, people are like, dude, you eat so much meat. That's so bad or something. So what do you think about the future of vegetarianism? And do you think people in the future are going to be more vegetarian or less from your perspective? Let's start first with Emmy here. Um, so yeah, I, I would say like continuing the trend, like, you know, before you look back a couple decades, like veganism or like vegetarianism was ba- basically non-existent. Um, I think this trend, like even not like, not even just like people like deciding to become vegetarian or vegan. I feel like it'll have to be like, kind of have to be like more of like an only option. Like when you're looking at where things are going in the world with like global warming and climate change, like a lot, a big impact of that is the like meat, meat production industry. We also have issues like things like antimicrobial resistance, which arises from giving antibiotics to these animals that are factory farm and caged in small confinement. So there's a lot of impacts to our future, which is based on the amount of consumption of meat. And so I feel like we're going to have to come up with more ways to, you know, reduce that which could be becoming vegetarian or vegan or coming up with alternative methods like you know lab meat or any kinds of like cruelty-free meat substitutes so i definitely see this becoming more of the popular like almost more of the norm definitely in the future fantastic so Pujas, the future of vegetarianism the future of this particular approach towards your diet Right. I was actually literally going to go this, uh, the same direction because we didn't really discuss the impacts that uh, the, the meat production has on our uh, climate. And for that very reason, I think we have to like we, we are and we have to further make a lot of the conscious choices to pivot from this trend uh, because of if you, if you want to help our climate, basically. And for that reason, I think, yeah, our, I'm not going to say like we're going to be meat free and meat will be frowned upon. I don't think that's going to happen again this is just purely guess but um, 
that would not be my guess that that happens. But I think the wheat and consumed meat would be way different um, in the trajectory that we are seeing we're going, perhaps. Interesting. And by the way, you mentioned something about the impact of meat production on the environment. And I once, uh, I think it was, uh, I heard of pretty weird statistics about like how much of our pollution these is actually caused by like cows or something. So uh, what is right. the, what are the exact statistics about the impact of meat production on the environment? Um, I don't I think think it's personally remember the exact. Yeah, go for it. I, don't I think know. it's about. Um, they say the statistics is somewhere like twenty five percent of all like emissions is caused like either directly or indirectly through like production and like meat meat farming. Wow. So that's like more than like all the cars and like any other kind of automobile when you think about it. So you're saying that if we cut off yeah. meat production, we're going to literally reduce the entire world emission by twenty five percent. Wow, that's Somewhere amazing. around that number. That's amazing. So and, you think of like the animals themselves, like cows are a big, big contributor because methane, which is actually a much more dangerous emission than carbon dioxide. And then all the, all the machines and stuff related to, you know, housing these animals and getting all the crops for them and the water for them. It's a lot of resources for, to produce meat, which is like, you know, you could feed, you could feed like almost like, I think they say somewhere like three and a half billion people with all the crops that we use to feed animals. Wow. So you think of like, you think in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot of reasons why having, having like cattle and other kinds of animals is actually doing like much more harm at the, at the amount of demand that we have currently, especially in the in the state it's in Canada. Great point. Great point to figure. We got just uh, somehow in the future. I think this will uh, play a huge role. Of course, there are certain politicians uh, like Donald Trump who believe that global warming doesn't exist or something like this. But obviously, <laughs> this is a serious matter to be considered uh, for everybody. So now we're going to time here. Let's try to actually wrap up our conversation and reach a conclusion. First, you Puchiks, After all that we talked today about uh, vegetarianism, meat production, all that stuff, what is now your uh, final comment? I mean, honestly, I mean, I, 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 for the, for the people who are not vegetarian, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't really say you definitely should be vegetarian because I'm not. First of all, first of and all, you I love mean, the chicken, don't you? <laughs> I, I sort of do. I don't know. You know take my picture, life, but don't anyway. take my my goddamn chicken. I want it. Take my life already. Okay. <laughs> uh, something like that. No, but so my point is like, uh, try to make a, I mean, you might have tried it or not, but uh, I would say try to make a, a conscious decision of reducing meat. Honestly, it feels better when I have, first of all, you're forced to have a lot of other stuff that has other health, health benefits that uh, meat doesn't give you first. First of all, because well, you're gonna you, you need nutrition and then you, uh, you you need calories basically. And if you're not eating meat, you have to supplement it somehow. Um, so so that's that's the first impact that it has. Secondly, um, as as uh, M mentioned, specifically with red meats and uh, like some specific types of uh, proteins, it's much harder to break down. It puts a lot of stress on the body, and for for I mean that also depends on who you are uh, in terms of. Uh, I mean, some people are more compatible with, with uh, pr uh, heavy protein meats and some, some are not. So it might actually relieve some stress from your body. You might feel better. Just give it a try. It doesn't, I don't think it hurts. Just like a very uh, open-minded go-to and very open-minded, uh, and then try it out. See, see what happens. All right. So you said uh, it doesn't yeah. hurt. If I tried it and it did yeah. hurt. I'll come find you. All right. <laughs> very nice. All right, Let's fair. move on now to Emmy here. Emmy, what is your final thought about this discussion? Yeah, so I think also like relating relating to what Pujik said, um, you know, coming as me being a vegetarian, you know, I'm not going to say like you have to be vegetarian. I mean, 
you know, the same, the same struggles that people might have becoming vegetarian is probably like a similar struggle as me, like transitioning to be a full vegan. Like there's a, it's a lot to give up and it's a lot to like try to adjust to. Um, but for the people that, you know, are thinking about like, you know, what does it mean to be vegetarian or maybe vegetarianism is not for me. There's other ways to do it too. Like you don't have to, you don't have to completely scrap meat. Um, some of the suggestions I would say is like, maybe just like reduce it to like maybe once, once or twice a week instead of having it every day. Or, you know, then um, just cutting out red meat, I would say, is probably, like, better than anything. Like, just having chicken or other, like, maybe fish instead. But cutting out red meat and just reducing the consumption of meat you have definitely has, like, beneficial impacts instead of, like, you know, if you can't do full vegetarianism. Amazing. And with that, we come to the end of the show. We're out of time here. So I want to thank both you, Pujix and Amy, for your great contributions. Great ideas. I loved it. Of course, uh, for the time being, I remain as a vegetarian who also happens to have chicken twice per day, but maybe in the future I will consider it. And of course, if it hurt, Pujix, I'll come find you, man. I'm telling you. All right. I'll, I'll, I literally look all, all around Toronto, just find you basically. Find, where, where is this guy who says it doesn't hurt? All right. But joke aside, it was a very, very interesting discussion. I loved it. I want to thank you, Emmy, for being here for the second time. Appreciate it. For sure. No, no, this is great. And of course, you guys wanted to hear that. That's right. And of course, you, Pujix, you're the man originating the whole thing. Uh, Thank you so much for this. And if you're currently listening to us on, uh, let's say, the, the browsers, Dude, I mean, come on, seriously, we are living in the 21st century. Just right now, go ahead and download either Google Play or uh, th- try to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes because that will uh, give you the best chance to get the shows as soon as they're made available. And of course, that will also give us a chance to be rated on uh, iTunes as well as Google Play. So please help us with this one. going to help us to actually reach a wider audience. This was all the time we have for. My name is Daniel Mulgan, and this was Beyond the Present Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and have a good one. 